I were on to the live broadcast on Facebook and on Instagram. You're welcome to create or die trying uh, with the guy. Question and answer Q&A session today. We're looking at an interesting question and uh, it's born out of a lot of things that has happened in the last um, couple of days with me actually. And then also subsequent to, um, consequent to our last conversation uh, regarding uh, finding your right client and increasing prices and all that. Like, we're talking about the creatives and all that. However, we have not looked at the client side of it. So if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome to Creator Diet Trying uh, with Sagai. You can watch previous episodes of the show on my page on Facebook and on Instagram, or you can log on to www.anchor.fm slash Creator Diet Trying with Sagai to listen to podcasts of previous episodes before this one. All right, uh, Yazea, yeah, yeah, I think, on Instagram joined us as well as... Um, Olorun Femi Morgan, I think. Olua Sheung Morgan. Olua Sheung Morgan. Thank you very much for joining us on Instagram. All right. So, um, for those who don't know, uh, the journey for the first time, it's not a lecture. It's a conversation. That means we're here to learn. You can get comments and questions and contributions are continuously welcomed on the show. So you can put in your questions or your own experience regarding what we're talking about today. And what is that topic? The question is this: Is the client? always the problem all right when we talk about clients uh, creative relationships and all the craziness that tends to happen when it does is the client always to blame are we talking are we putting all uh, um, issues regarding the breakdown of a creative process or breakdown of a creative project on the client or does, does the creative have um, a, a part to play in this and what exactly are the creatives doing uh, that might be causing a little bit of a problem with them and their clients okay so, uh, first off, um, there's an idea that uh, I had a while back talking about uh, managing uh, creativity with um, the create replaced with C-R-A-Z-E, creativity, actually, uh, managing creativity. The idea that Um, we don't do things like everybody else does and for a lot of us emotions play a stronger part in the way we decide to do the things that we do so there's a little bit of issues that we have to admit that as creatives we tend to um, not do things exactly the way it's expected our business is not run the, the, the way every other business is run our process is different from the way processes of every other business uh, is so we, we tend to do things a little bit differently and therein lies the thing that might immediately answer that question as no the problem is not always with the clients, okay? Uh, we can always talk about those difficult clients, those outrightly crazy clients, and the reasons that make uh, that make them what they what what they what they are in, in that particular regard. And I'll quickly highlight things that might make um, a client a problem, all right? And this thing has nothing to do with maybe the direct personality of the client, but some will. So let's look at that first. Then we go into the exact reason, the full details of reasons why the creatives needs to share a larger portion of uh, some of the problems we have with the clients okay so it's not always the client that has a problem that is that is straightforward answer to that so uh, one reason why clients might be difficult to work with uh, coming from the client side is when clients are not able to brief properly and I have experienced this a lot of times and I'm sure creators out there have seen that clients want to be able to articulate exactly what they want you to do for them all right they send you a brief um, they can't describe exactly what they want, which 
from the get-go makes the project a difficult one to want because now you have to figure out exactly what they want and it might stretch out the duration of, of the project since they don't know and you don't know it looks like a trial and error situation and you're just throwing things out like that and that also leads to the second reason why most clients become troublesome clients um, because their vagues are often very brief I want an excellent design now, I want a character that wows oh, I, I want a concept that blows I want a concept that hits um, not, 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 none of those describes anything that anybody can actually deliver. It doesn't even design any, define anything that you can actually quantify, okay? What, what's the woe? What's the power? What's pizzazz? What does it exactly mean? Okay, I, I, I once um, got a brief from a client that wanted something that was simple but has pizzazz. And completely lost. How do you add pizzazz to a simple design? I mean, pizzazz by very definition is not simple. Okay? So, um, what was it? Uh, Hard, Hardell joined in on Instagram. Are there one? I'm not sure if I got that right. Are there one? Food eyes. Okay, so thank you very much for joining us on the show today, okay? I'm glad to have you here. So, uh, clients can be vague with their briefs and that automatically means they are very vague with their expectations. They're not exactly clear of, of what they're expecting you to deliver. Okay, which means back to that first instance, they don't know exactly what they're going to get, what they're what they're looking to get until they get it. Which simply means the most um, valuable resources, uh, resource that an artist or a creative person has, is going to be expended on a goal that is not certain. That means your time, your skill are going to be expended on doing something you're not sure is exactly where you're going. And if you are a creative what your salt, you know that that does not exactly get the juice flowing. Not knowing the direction uh, that, you are, that you are going or where you will land. Not knowing, okay, once we get here, we know it's a poster we're designing. So once we arrive at the poster, we know we're there. Okay, someone tells you, I want a communication piece. I want a communication format. That doesn't tell you anything. Excuse me doesn't tell you anything at all. It, it, it further just confuses the situation. So that might make your uh, client a little bit of a difficult uh, uh, client to work with. And then number three, impositions or um, over um, restrictions. Okay, When a client comes to you and imposes specific things on you as a creative person. Now, I, I know this for a fact for a lot of clients and I, I was discussing with one recently. And I realized that oftentimes, um, Clients who know what they want, that's the other part of it, who knows exactly what they want, might actually impose restrictions on your skill as a creative person, which, and I'm sure this is very particular with a lot of creative out there, uh, when you do things, you, you treat them like an extension of yourself, like there's a portion of you that you're actually putting in there. So you'd like to see a little bit of you in the project that you deliver, because you want to be able to put it up on your CV, you want to be able to tell people that I did that. Okay? So... A client coming up and saying, no, um, no, you're going to draw, no, no, that's not how the air is going to be. You're going to have to put the mark this way, you're going to have to put that this way. It gets a little bit restrictive, which automatically restricts the creative flow of things and how it should be done. So you might end up um, in, in a frustrated situation because um, you are struggling within yourself as a creative person to draw what you think is best while the client is telling you, this is exactly what I want. And that's create a conflict that might end up uh, uh, conflicting the entire process and the project and create a trouble with your clients. And then, of course, um, restrictions. 
Now, we've talked about this on the show before. Because you're a service individual, you're into service, restrictions will come from your client, and it's a part of it. But as creatives, I know we will react differently to restrictions. Sometimes restrictions are just not it for us. You want to be able to explore and express yourself no matter what project you are working on. And I totally get that. Okay, But that would always, always lead to a situation where you are, are going to be working with a troublesome client. Okay, And then... Also, um, oftentimes, um, remember that thing I mentioned about managing creativity. Um, a lot of clients don't understand how to work with creatives. I mean, you, you assume that it's just like um, telling your secretary to draft a letter of a particular thing. You know it's just a letter, dear sir, this and this, body copy this, and then you end it. That's the letter, it's done. Um, the creative business doesn't exactly work like that. There are, there are many trials and error, many changes, many clicks, many removers and edits before that poster comes out. The original idea that was started might not be what you see at the end of it. You all should see the first sketch I had of June 12. It's nothing like the final one we got. Even the very first sketch of Dark Edge, uh, when we were still talking about Dark Edge, the very first idea of Dark Edge is not exactly what ended up being published in the very first edition. Even today, we, we don't see that. The mark on his face is not the mark that we started. So, the creative process doesn't exactly work in a 1 plus 1 equals 2 situation. There's a lot of 1 plus 1 minus 2 plus 1 minus 3 divided by plus before we get to that 2. You will get to that 2 ultimately, but uh, it, it takes a longer process to get there. Okay, It's not exactly a, a, an easy flowing process like that. Okay, so those are some of the reasons why you might be having trouble with your client, why your clients uh, might be the trouble in the situation. However, however, let's um, look at the, the, the major fact of this. Um, why the creative might be the real problem in the client's, uh, client's uh, creative relationship. Okay? Oftentimes, it's, it, it's a lot about how we offer our services as creative persons out here that causes the conflict that we enter into. The first thing we must realize as creative is that what we are into is a business. We are in the creative business. So that means we are here to offer a product or a service to intending clients or customers who would pay for these products and services that we're offering. And then the concept of services on its own is about solving problems. Products is about solving problems. You provide a solution that someone is willing to pay you for. Now, that being the general thing, with, with that taken as the, the fact, all right, then we can see why being a creative and being creative business might actually be uh, uh, causing a lot more issues with your client than you, you, you might realize. Um, first, uh, some of the things that might be causing you as a creative to be the problem in your client-creative relationship is um, you don't ask enough questions at the beginning of the brief. You are given the brief and you don't take the time out to actually question the client, to actually um, uh, clarify on things before you bounce on the project. So a lot of times you see a lot of creatives who uh, take on a project without asking the questions of, okay, what format, uh, what print form, where is it going from here, who is going to handle it from here, and what the size is, and what's the goal, where exactly are we going with this, what's going to happen afterwards. We don't often ask those questions, and that leaves a lot of space uh, for error and for, for frustration with us and the clients that we work with. Um, that also leads to something. Um, because you don't ask enough questions and get clarifications, you are filled as a service person 
Because when your client comes to you, they assume that you are the expert at this thing. You already, you are the one that knows exactly how this thing should be done. Okay. Now they they want something. They have it in their head. They want how this thing should be, but they don't know how to exactly express it. Now they um, they might not know it or even expect it to. But you, as a creative, you as a service provider, it is up to you to actually help them get there. Help them get at least a clear brief. Okay. Help them get a clear brief of what they want, and then before you move to execution, to costing, always ensure that you ask enough questions to get the brief clearly. Here's my process. A client calls me up for a particular project on phone, we talk about it, I say, first and first, document that particular brief. However badly you want to write it, tell me exactly what you want. And if you say, okay, they say, well, I'm not going to be able to send you that email, I can't type it. Oh, no, voila. Here's what I'm going to do. I will draft a brief and send it back to the client. I said, look, is this what you want? Does this cover exactly what you want? So when the client says, yeah, that is what I'm looking to get, fine, then I can begin the costing process. So make sure as a creative, you ask enough questions from your client before you start on a project. Okay, and then number two, reasons why the creative is often the problem with the client's creative relationship, not saying no, okay? Um, as creatives, I, I don't know, maybe it's a creative thing or maybe it's just an attitude thing with most of us. Sean Odukoya joining on Instagram Live. Sean, thank you very much for being with us. It's been a bit. Okay, so now, uh, not saying no is another thing, another reason why creatives are or might be the problem uh, between the client creative relationship. Um, we tend to do um, the overestimation of our capabilities and that saying no thing it's just i don't know maybe we just think it's an all i got an affront on us that we're not able to take on that project i mean i'm a creative i'm like superhuman right i can do everything can't i and then we take it on so you're still working on this 20 page project you have not finished it and then you take on another 15 page project and give them the same timeline that you're going to deliver them because the number three reason why we are always a problem sometimes we overpromise, likely because we overestimate our capabilities and underestimate the process for getting the job done. Okay, so we tend to overpromise. And if you remember last week, uh, when we were talking about uh, getting uh, raising your prices for the uh, creative services you offer, one of the key things that we are supposed to do as creatives is actually to underpromise and overdeliver. It's better to promise one design and deliver five than to promise fifteen and deliver five. Okay, so um, we, we, we don't say no enough, which leads to us uh, over-promising and uh, overestimating our own capabilities. I don't know what it is about creatives uh, that makes us feel that um, we can make things happen like this. It's really bad because that's actually what some clients think. They think that, look, uh, is it not drawing? Uh, is it not a website? Uh, is it not just photograph? Is it just a video? Just, just press the computer and then the thing will happen. Um, and then, us as creatives, we support that notion by making those promises. Largely, this is my experience and I know I fall into that a lot of time. A client calls and says, okay, when will this be ready? Uh, no, two days. We'll be, we'll be done. Something in my mind tells me two days. Are you, are you are you out of your mind? Two days. How are you going to do that? You have fifteen other projects on your table unfinished. How are you going to deliver that in two days? All right. So 
I don't know what it is, but I know uh, somewhere in there, creatively overpromise, and which often lead to us under delivering. Um, a lot of clients already believe that um, we can make things happen like that, but I don't think. Uh, well, no, I, I'm sure we should not be reinforcing such thoughts. It only makes it worse uh, for the client-creative relationship because more and more clients are going to get disappointed when you are unable to meet up with that express promise you made that is going to happen when it doesn't. Okay, so now, um, the overestimating our capabilities is another aspect of, of uh, overpromising. Um, and the fact that uh, you know that in between your drawing that comic book page, you are still going to have to, uh, I don't know, have your bath, do some grooming, uh, perhaps rest, you know, sleep, that minor inconvenience, and then eat, <laughs> another inconvenience, I mean, like seriously, uh, maybe exercise, maybe do some other things that are actually part of your life, and then you assume that you're going to be able to finish that page in, uh, in, in five and two hours, three hours, I'll be done with it. Is it that your past experience in getting that page done, when you realize that you left one page on your drawing table, on your tablet, for two weeks, one page undone, and then here you are promising a client that you can deliver that same one page in five hours? How? And here's another thing that um, gets us into this overpromising and then not being able to say no. Um, we sometimes get greedy financially okay um the creative is thinking of the money rather than the actual project and it took me years to actually uh, get to that point uh, where you have to start looking at the workload as against looking at the financial gain of a project that comes to you all right because i can bet you once money becomes the goal there will be an issue with delivering because you will be clouded in the decision you make regarding that project. Okay? And uh, sometime for a while, my people and my team and, and ICS don't fully understand why the client comes up with a rather big project. They are naming several zeros in their, in, their, in their price and all of that. And then I am brooding. I am in deep thought. They're like, why? You just, I mean, we just heard now that's a lot of money. And I respond, that's a lot of work. All right? The money can be paid in under 24 hours. The job won't be delivered for another two months if we are not careful. So why am I celebrating the money when I know I will be at this for the next two months or the next, even the next one week? And when you know that that means, okay, to make sure it happens in two weeks or one month, there's going to be some sleepovers, there's going to be some overnight, and there's going to be some basic overtime, you're going to be working on Sundays and all of that to make it happen. So. I think we need to work better with our experience as creatives to look beyond the greed. All right? We've talked about the fact that, yes, maybe you should not leave money on the table, but that is if you have nothing else on the table. So I should do at the point uh, that if you have projects pending, clients breathing down your neck, and you are here talking to another client and saying, I will take on that project, you might be setting yourself up to be um, frustrated and be a frustration to your client and further um, create support that wala between uh, uh, clients and creative okay so now 
that's 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 a strong part of it and i've had a lot of clients complain to me as well as uh, uh, complain about other creatives regarding the fact that look maybe these creatives are just so focused on the money that they forget that this is going to take a while and then they lose certain things which are one of the things i'm going to mention uh, shortly and then the other reason why um sometimes the creative tends to be the problem in in the client creative relationship is the creative mood changes yeah for a larger percentage of creatives i don't know if it applies across board i'm quite sure that there are, there are times when we just you know we're not feeling the work you know it's just it's not coming it's not flowing you know it's just not exactly uh coming out that way and you don't feel the need to actually uh put in a, a little bit more effort about it because um, I'm, I'm just I'm just not feeling this job right now. It's it's not coming to me in, in any format. So we have to look at um, that aspect of us and get it under control. No matter how much we understand that look, we are creatives and this is a part of us. We also don't forget the fact that we are in the creative business and business dealings and service uh, and products. And solving problems for people does not and should not depend on your mood. So as a creative, one of the things that might help for you to actually be able to uh, stop being that problem between you and your client is to set up processes that makes it easier for you to actually continuously create. Even if it involves, okay, you have your sleep period, you have your gaming period, you have your movies period, and you have your period of work. You need to set up a process that even makes sense. In fact, there, there are things that I found over the years and then uh, being able to use technology that actually makes work easier. Now, for, for your drawing process, for instance, uh, for comic process, I found something that makes it easier for me. Okay, developed over a period and it's a, mar it's a marriage between um, traditional artwork in pencil and paper and then digital uh, work as well. So, for me, I find it difficult to actually begin a sketch on a digital uh, landscape on a digital platform so i found a way to make my sketches way faster on paper have it scanned into a digital platform and then ink from there okay so that speeds up my process because if i have to sketch it out on the uh, digital app and things it's it's just it, for me it slows me down okay uh, but I found I can sketch easily with pen and paper. I go straight to the point, get exactly what I want out there, and it's done. Okay? So, and even if most of these times my sketches are thumbnails, they're like rather small. But because I'm going to boom them up, zoom them up on the digital platform, it serves as a very credible guide for what I'm doing, and it speeds up the entire process. Okay? So, I think as creatives, when we uh, create processes that make things faster, when we create processes that makes it easier for us to do this, even when we are not in the mood, okay? So you have already plotted out um, a paneling structure for any comic book you are doing. You have already plotted out a structure for getting illustrations done, a structure for getting storyboards done, regardless of your mood. I know I feel moody when I have to draw a lot of people. It's, 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 not, it's not fun, okay? <laughs> but then, find me a process to, to, to ask yourself, okay, can you have pre-drawn people? Uh, for to be used in certain storyboards, can you have pre-drawn um, the uh, backgrounds to be used in certain uh, comic books that you're going to work with? Can you have things uh, in a library set 
that makes it easier to translate and speed up your process. Thereby, those moods can, they, they will come. There will be times when you don't feel like drawing, but then because you have a faster process of getting things done, your moods do not affect your delivery period. Uh, RT1, one joining on Instagram. Thank you very much for being with us today. So, we're still looking at that. Then, uh, leading to, leading off from uh, greed, and over promising and uh, not being able to say no comes into the plane that that's what leads us completely into unprofessionalism for a lot of us creatives um we are deep in our um creative juices in our creative attitude that we might not be able to fully define and operate under what a creative professional is supposed to be now to be honest with you uh, being a professional is being a professional no matter what um, line of work you are in whether you're in banking whatever real estate or or creative uh, services being professional means um, staying true to your words uh, taking briefs and following the agreement between you and your client to the letter and if you can exceed it fine but never below it. You never do less than it. You can do more than what you promised and agreed with your client, but you never do less. And you you also uh, communicate. And that's the other part of it. And I know a lot of us struggle with it. I used to struggle with it a lot of times. Um, we don't communicate well uh, with our clients. Um, you know that this project can be delivered by tomorrow. And then today, you're not able to tell your clients that, look, there might be able to be delayed. I might not be able to deliver that tomorrow. Rather, it will take another two days. Or do now, for a lot of us creatives, um, we don't like that kind of confrontation. We just don't want to tell the clients no because two things. One, it's going to the client's going to get angry, and by the time he talks, it's going to affect our mood. We're going to be all of that. We're not going to be able to focus or create. Or the client's going to get angry, and then he's going to look at us as incompetent. We're not good enough. We're not doing this right, and all of that. And that will attack our ego, and that's going to be a problem. So we rather avoid it and not communicate with the client at all. But here's what my experience has taught me, that communicating with your client is a form of control for you, all right? When you communicate with your client, you actually take charge of the project, all right? So if you let your client call you or send you a message or send you an email, you have given control of the timeline of the process back to the client. And that is one thing that actually frustrates us uh, creative. I know how many times I've had to look at a client's call and wonder if I should pick it or not because here I am thinking about something else completely and this particular client is calling and it may completely destroy my creative flow at that point in time. All right, But I found out that instead of waiting for that, as creatives, we should communicate ahead and take charge of the situation. I found out that even on a Monday morning, I send messages to all my clients on the time that I'm owing projects, that I have projects going on. I've calculated how long it will take to do it, and I'm able to tell them, okay, there's a problem. We're not going to be able to deliver this today or next week or this. This is what's going to happen. Can we hold on to this date, or does this have to be this way? I am in. I can tell you, 95% of the time that I've done that, the clients have been more forbearing, they have been more um, relaxed about the projects and actually have agreed to the new timelines I've given them a lot of times. Okay? And, and I'll try, and I know, and I don't, I, there's a lot of clients also that were actually disappointed because um, I'm not communicating for a while, the project didn't deliver on time, and it's just 
hanging there. These things are actually bad for your reputation as a creative because ultimately clients would connect or would put something out or will share a detail about you that you're not going to like uh, to be out there. True, there will be some clients who would also share those kind of details about you because, hey, let's, let's be honest, nobody shares a, a story of an incident and tells you how bad he did in that. Yeah? So, um, it, troublesome clients do exist. All right. Now, the last part of the reasons why we as creatives might be the problem between the client-creative uh, relationship is this. We are not working with our ideal clients. Okay, Dr. Popo joined us on Instagram Live. Thank you very much, Dr. for joining us. Remember, it's not a lecture. You can have your comments and contributions and questions uh, put in the comment section. I would uh, endeavor to answer as many of them as I can as we go on. Okay, so now that, that, that says the last part is uh, working with, we are not working with our ideal clients. All right, that, that's a, a thought most of us have about creative services and products that once we offer this particular service everybody is free to bring their job to us and we have to take on every client job that comes to us however that is not true like um producers of products have their niche market they have the people they want to sell their products to at any point in time the providers of services have the people they want to target that particular service to okay and there's nothing wrong in them working with their ideal customers and clients. So there is nothing wrong with you uh, ensuring that the clients you're working with are your ideal clients. And uh, as defined in the last episode of the show, we talked about your ideal client being the client that knows what they want, I mean, knows that they have a problem. Uh, let, let me take it fully. A client that, one, has a problem to solve, and two, knows the problem they have to solve. The client that knows exactly the problem they have to solve, and three, a client that has the capacity, the funding, the finance to pay for the solution for that problem. Those are your three uh, 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 features for your ideal client. Okay? So, it will become, your relationship with your client will always become troublesome when you're not working with your ideal client. And I can, I can tell you for free, that is completely true. Okay? And yes, there are certain beliefs within creative that um, the clients that pay the least are often the ones that are the most troublesome. Well, first of all, there is some level of truth in that situation because I, I can tell you that 80% um, of my clients that are uh, the minimal payers in things often are the ones that uh, give me the most headache. Okay? So, um, but like we, we say, um, there's always uh, never leaving money on the table situation. Hey, even if the money doesn't cover everything, it will buy you the charge card. It is going to buy you credit for your data. And then you are going to buy foil with it somehow. So come on. The money comes in handy in one way or the other. But the core is finding and working with your ideal clients. I have a couple of ideal clients that I'm working with right now. And it's been a sweet relationship um, that I, I, I would lose myself to actually um, disappoint these clients because they... Ideal for me, all right. So then, and that's another thing, also extending back to the client end of things. Um, sometimes clients might not be able to realize or accept the fact that you are not their ideal service person, they are not your ideal client. If I mean, there are several service persons out there. Maybe as a client, if any client is actually listening to this, as a client, you might want to understand that it is not every creative that you need to work with. 
if you love their artworks, if you love what they are putting out, if you love their skills and you want to work with them, it doesn't mean they have to work with you. They might not be able to uh, uh, blend with your own process or blend with your ideal of what you want or your way of briefing. I mean, and believe me, it's, it's, it exists. All right, there are uh, uh, processes for briefing that some clients are used to, and that's the way they brief it. I know a client who just um, sends me a picture and text, This is what I want, and that's that. Now, it's not um, like I do, I want more detail than that, but that's how it always starts. And I always have to get the, the detail in a different way. Okay, so sometimes a creative person might not be um, able to blend with your process or work with it, and if you force that relationship, what will end up ultimately is a level of disappointment and conflict that might reinforce the client's belief that, oh, there they go again, creates being all unprofessional and all that. Whereas it might just simply be because you don't have a perfect fit with these creatives. And creatives, creatives do have a lookout constantly for clients that might not be a perfect fit for your attitude, for your process, for the way you like to work, and, and for your own expression as a creative person. Because one way or the other, your creative services is a portion of yourself. You're not just putting it out there and that that is the end of it. No. It's something you're going to have to tell people that you did. Same way a, a product company would not say, okay, we are producing soap. Once the soap leaves our factory and you're using it, that is your problem. It's none of ours anymore. It's not so. The client, the, 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 the soap manufacturer is giving you a guarantee that when you use our soap, this and um, this are uh, what's going to happen. Gozi NG, Gozi NG, thank you very much for joining in our show today. Okay, so now um, that happens. So we need to always keep an eye out to ensure that we're working with our ideal clients and then avoid all the things that are mentioned here today, uh, not asking enough questions about the brief you have been given, not being detailed about it, over-promising, not being able to say no, overestimating your own capabilities, underestimating uh, the, the, the nature of the work you are doing and the, the process uh, that will help uh, get the job done. Okay? So, we need to uh, take those things into consideration and then also uh, watch our creative moods as creative because yes, it can change, but we need to keep it under check by creating processes that can help us deliver better to our clients. Because after all, we are in the service industry, we are in the product industry. Our goal is to solve problems for our clients and customers, and we cannot uh, overlook that in the scheme of things. Okay, so uh, if you're just joining us right now, like Gozi NG. Um, the show is coming to an end right this is about the last week but you can watch this particular episode on my page on facebook and on instagram after the show or you can log on to www.anchor.fm forward slash creator that trying with the guy to listen to uh previous episodes of the show podcast or previous episode of the show it's been an awesome awesome week so far i hope you guys have had a great time in spite of the a lot of things that are going on in the country right now i know it's going to be okay we are going to do great and it starts with how much we are able to contribute uh to the growth and change that is happening around us remember the country is just a piece of land it's just it's just land what makes it what it is is the people that live on it we need to do better. All right, guys, until I see you again, uh, same time next week, remember, remember to always create a purpose and create or die trying. I'll see you guys next week. Have a great week.